You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number three. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. The bottom of the hour, Eric Engel, senior columnist at Sportsnet covering the Montreal Canadiens. Flames and Habs tonight down at the Dome. The return of Sean Monaghan. We're taking your super sweet Sean Monaghan chirps. 960-960 name and location. We'll read those. We'll probably send out Alex out on the streets again asking uh, the people of Calgary what's their favorite Christmas song. It's Love it. December 1st. Christmas music is is just everywhere now. Um, the National Football League 2 kicks off week 13 tonight in Foxborough between the Bills and the Patriots to talk about that. NFL analyst, the Ross Tucker podcast, the Even Money Betting podcast, CBS Sports, does a great job filling in on the Dan Patrick Show. We say good morning to Ross Tucker. Ross, how are you? Awesome. How are you guys doing? We're good. Uh, Ross, what is your go-to Christmas song? Ooh. That's a good one. I think you'd have to give me some choices. I don't know that I'm in Mariah? really... Which one? All I want for Christmas is like the crown jewel of Christmas songs. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty good. I kind of <laughs> like like the old school, like, I kind of like the old school, like, Jingle Bells. Like a little, okay. dr- little drummer boy? Yeah. A little perump bum yeah, in your I life? Yeah, I kind of like, um, I, I, I'm not that into Mariah. I'm more into, like, Bing Crosby, uh, David Bowie. One from when we were little. Yeah. Like, Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells, or, uh. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. (laughs) (laughs) Rudolph, too? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Yeah, I I like all those more, because that's more like what you grew up singing. Like when you were a little kid, Mariah's like, nah. Okay. The the carols over the the pop hits. I appreciate that. For sure. I think that's true. I think that's, yes, I think I'm more into the carols than the poppets. I All think right. that's accurate. Traditional over contemporary. I like it. Um, yeah. Bills and uh, Patriots tonight in Foxborough. I, how surprising is it, honestly, Ross, the Bills are 0-2 against the AFC East. Like, how surprising is this that they've been struggling against the division so far, and they actually have to win this game tonight? Well, they do have to win this game tonight. Um, I don't know that I put that much stock in what they did, you know, the other night. I mean, I I think the 0-2 thing is not that big a deal. They lost a game of the Dolphins that they probably should have won. And even the Jets game, Josh Allen threw those two interceptions. But you're right. I mean, they've, they've kind of found a way to gack a couple of games that, they absolutely should have won. So they do need to win tonight, though. If they lose tonight, then they're 0-3 with a loss to all three of the teams in the division. Not a good look if you're, at one point, they were the Super Bowl favorites. Yeah. Um, Ross, we, we saw that story floating around yesterday that maybe Tom Brady returns to New England next year as a free agent to be their quarterback. Do you think there's any chance that could happen? Very, very little. Um, I think it's unlikely unless he just really wanted to end his career there so that he, like, ends on good terms there. But that would stun me 
they're pretty committed to Mac Jones drafting him in the first round. And I don't, I mean, Brady left for a reason. He didn't right. like it there anymore. He didn't like, you know, the way Belichick treated him and he wanted to go somewhere else. Turn my mic on. Ross, uh, what have you seen from the Denver Broncos? We, it, It's just been headline after headline, meme after meme with Russell Wilson. Last weekend, we see him get yelled at by a teammate. What What's going to be the next domino to fall here with Russ Wilson? Oh, they're going to fire the coach. Um, they're going to they're gonna fire the coach, and then they'll bring in another coach, and they'll say all the right things, but you know, I keep thinking about this, guys. Like, the thing that made Russell Wilson so special was his, you know, what they call now second reaction plays, right? Which is like the first read's not there. He scrambles, runs around, nobody can touch him. And then he makes this throw, and it's incredible. He can't really do that anymore. Or at least he does, he's not doing it nearly as well as he used to. And I don't really know how a new coach fixes that. Like, how does a new coach fix that? How does a new coach make that better? Because it's not a scheme thing. Like, what does the new coach come in and say, hey, Ross, ignore the play like you, you normally do, and then run around and make a play? Like, that's what he's already trying to do. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't really get it. I mean, I, I don't really see how a new coach really solves it. Ross, what are you expecting out of Deshaun Watson this week? Um... Well, I don't know. It's a good question. I think I'm more intrigued by just the situation than I am with how well he'll perform. But I know the expectations, especially with what they traded for him in that contract, are really, really high. So they obviously are expecting him to come out and play really well. You know, he wants to play really well. First time with a new team, especially doing it back in Houston. But I don't know exactly what to expect. I guess, you know, last time we saw him, he was playing really well. I know the Texans didn't have a very good year, but he's playing very well. I guess I'm assuming he'll play at a really high level and the Browns will win the game. I guess on some level it's weird that he's playing the Texans. Mm -hmm. But on the other level, man, it's nice to come out in your first games against the worst team in the league, right? Like, that helps. Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you about that and the optics of the situation. We know the league came down harder on the suspension for all the stuff that went off the field. But, Ross, when do you ever hear of an 11-game suspension? Not a 10, not a 12, an 11-game suspension. Oh, and oh, coincidence, he's coming back his first game against his former team. Like, doesn't that just feel a little too coincidental in all of this? And maybe it should have been either a 10 or a 12 so we don't have this situation because it just, it just stinks a little bit to me that his first game back is against the Texans, and I'm sure that was completely done on purpose. I kind of agree with you. Yeah, I've made that point on the Ross Tucker podcast and elsewhere. I don't really believe in coincidences, you know. Now, the NFL will tell you that they were trying to get a 17-game, you know, the full-season suspension or, you know, maybe they would have settled for 12 and he only wanted six games. Then he was, like, willing to do eight games. So I think they'll, they'll tell you that somewhere in between 8 and 12 was where they were going to settle. But it is interesting that it's 11 and he comes back against the Texans so that there's this big storyline. Um, feels a little, uh, 
you know, I was about to say it feels a little too good to be true, but that's not the right phrase. I think I'll say it feels a little too bad to be true. Ross, uh, we got another rematch of the AFC Championship game in Cincinnati as we look elsewhere in that division uh, shared with the Browns. The Chiefs on the road, favored by two and a half points. The total is sky high. What are you looking for with this game as those two go back at it once again, Cincinnati and Kansas City? Yeah, I mean, I like the Chiefs in the game, but it should be a very entertaining, awesome football game. And there should have been a lot of motivation last week, right, for the Titans to beat the Bengals after the Titans were the number one seed and the Bengals knocked them out. And yet the Bengals still won. Bengals still won in Tennessee, so they beat them again. And so now we'll see if the Chiefs, if they can uh, figure it out, if they can find a way to go ahead and and beat the Chiefs. I think, they, I mean, beat the Bengals. I think they will, but especially with Jamar Chase coming back, you know, the one thing we said on the betting podcast, the Even Money podcast, was the over. You know, take take the over because it just feels like there's going to be a lot of points in this one. Ross Tucker, NFL analyst, the Even Money Betting Podcast, CBS Sports, the Ross Tucker Podcast, joining us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. Ross, who's the best team in the NFC, the Eagles or the 49ers? Well, I'm going to still go Eagles, but... I think more or, important. Or how about way, this, Ross? Sorry, put... how about this? Who's the scariest team in the NFC to face in the playoffs? The Eagles or the 49ers? Well, I'm going to still say the Eagles. Oh, okay. I know that I know that people are really excited about the Niners and what they're doing, but a couple thoughts. One is they're going to have a much tougher pass. You know, they're going to have to win three playoff games, two of them on the road more than likely, that's not easy. And might even be three on the road, but I doubt it. But, you know, last year they won a couple road games. So the idea of the Niners winning five playoff games, including four on the road in two years, you get to the Super Bowl, that just doesn't seem real likely to me. Hmm. And I know they have some weapons that people are excited about, but Elijah Mitchell being out six to eight weeks, while McCaffrey has knee irritation, that's a problem. I mean, that, that, is, uh, that is not good. Not a good spot that the Niners are in right now at running back. It makes it even more curious that they traded Jeff Wilson, whereas the Eagles, we know they're getting Goddard and Gardner-Johnson and Maddox back for the playoffs, and the Eagles can beat you a lot of weight. I mean, I, I know that the Niners uh, have been really good on defense, and that's impressive, but Boy, the Eagles have won a lot of different ways, and I'll take Jalen Hurts over Garoppolo any day of the week. Ross, how crazy is it? You mentioned the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl champion Rams are playing like a team that's tanking for a draft pick who don't have a draft pick. Yeah. You know, that's one of the themes of this season. Think about these teams that gave up first-round picks and how bad they're playing. The Broncos, the Rams. The Saints, I mean, they weren't thinking that these would be top 10 picks when they were trading them. They thought they would be have a good season and these picks would be later in the first round. But kudos to those other teams for making these trades and realizing they had a chance to, to be able to get a situation where they could maybe get a top 10 pick, which is extremely valuable currency. 
Aaron Rodgers hurts his ribs last week against the Eagles, plans to play as they face the Bears this week. What are you expecting out of Aaron Rodgers for not only this, but the rest of the season? Broken thumb, rib injury, team around him is okay offensively. What do you expect for Aaron Rodgers the rest of the way? You know, um, I don't know. I'm not sure I expect him to play the rest of the way. I expect him to lose a game here soon. And for them to maybe put him on IR and play Jordan Love is kind of what I'm thinking. Um, He kind of made it clear that if they're in it, he wants to keep playing, which to me intimated if they're not in it, he doesn't want to keep playing. Ross, what do you think uh, Odell Beckham Jr., where is he going, number one, and how much of an impact do you think he's going to have? So I think he'll probably end up with the Cowboys. I do think marketing is really important to him. You know, he wouldn't be doing this free agent tour. He wouldn't be doing all this song and dance all season if it wasn't, right? The guy's kind of a marketing genius. Kids have his haircut. He makes a lot of money off the field. I think he realizes the power of playing for the Cowboys. And the Cowboys are on the up and up right now, whereas the Bills are struggling a little bit more. I don't think he's going to go to Buffalo. How much faith do you have in Dak Prescott uh, to lead the Cowboys to a deep run in the playoffs? You know, the defense is is really good. Micah Parsons, one of the best players in all the National Football League. But I don't know about Dak, um, Ross. Ever since he got that ankle injury last season, he just hasn't looked like the same guy under center. What's your read on Dak Prescott? So I feel like um, I feel like he played better in the second half hmm. against the Giants. So he played really well. And I personally think that at this point, the Cowboys are really as good as anybody. You know, I, I think the NFC is Vikings, Eagles, Cowboys, um, Niners in some order. And all four of them are good. And all four of them have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. And it'll really come down to who's playing the best in the postseason. I do think the Cowboys could really use another weapon. Like, at this point, Odell. And I think they'll get him. But, yeah, I think uh, – I think that Dak looked really good in the second half against the Giants, and they needed him to. Chase Young expected to return this week as the Commanders get set for another tilt. They already got a pretty good defense. Well, what can he add as they continue to uh, try and get after the quarterback with that unit? Well, they've been so good already on defense, and adding him, I mean, that is a ferocious front four. Payne and Allen and Sweat. I hope Young's healthy. I hope he can come out. But I think they've done an unbelievable job. It's hard to turn things around during NFL season as much as they have, yeah. especially with a quarterback who, let's be honest, is probably not that great. So it's pretty impressive what they've been able to do. And I expect them to beat the Giants and keep playing this well. Does Ron Rivera not get enough credit, Ross? Because I feel like he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Um, he's a good football coach, but... I don't know why he doesn't. Yeah, you know, it's I think weird. It's probably because he's been the commander's coach, and they've been uh, they've been um, they've been mediocre the last couple days, so the last couple years. So I think people start to think of him as a mediocre coach, but he's been dealing with some not even mediocre uh, quarterbacks during that time. Uh, Ross Tucker, NFL analyst, the Even Money podcast, betting podcast, uh, the Ross Tucker podcast, CBS Sports, uh, filled in on the Dan Patrick show. Uh, You're a man of many talents, Ross. 
including a guy who loves traditional Christmas music. Uh, thanks for doing this. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll talk to you next week. Love traditional Christmas music. Love myfrontpagestory.com as the best gift you can get anyone. Anyway, I think I told you guys about this last week. Yeah. Just trust me. Like, whoever you would get it for, your mom or your wife or whatever, they've never had a story written about them ever by anybody, ever. Have a story written about how awesome they are. Give them the front page treatment they deserve. They will cry. They will literally be moved to tears. Myfrontpagestory.com. Trust me. Uh, I have to ask you, too. Are you a gingerbread guy? Yay or nay on gingerbread? Like gingerbread cookies? Yeah, cookies, houses, you break them off. Where are you on gingerbread? Because I feel like it's a little you bit know, of a polarizing I'll topic. Say, if, if, it's, if it's yay or nay, I'll say yay. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I, if, if there's a bunch of cookie choices, I'm not picking the gingerbread cookie. I mean, I'm picking the chocolate chip or the peanut butter or the snickerdoodle. But it's not a nay. Okay. You know, it's not a no. If it's the only cookie there, I'm eating it for sure. Mm, I agree. Um, gingerbread, good. Not great, but Ross Tucker's great. Uh, Ross, great stuff. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for this. Awesome. See you guys. Ross Tucker on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Park guest hotline. Dine in, pick up, or have your game day special delivered. Find out why Atlas Pizza is a 14-time Consumer Choice Award winner. 6060 Memorial Drive, Northeast, or call 403-248-3344. All right. Uh, it's that time of the week where we do our NFL big bets. Yep. And what is the one message I keep hammering home to our listeners? Fade Russick. Fade yeah. Russick. Because Fade Russick, because I'm terrible. Because you're what? Terrible. I'm terrible. I can't, I can't pick anything. And I'm not going to say I'm Joe Pubic, because that's so weird that you guys, because I misspelled public. I'm, I'm so, Joe Pubic right now. Oh, my God. Uh, that was so wrong. That but, was you. Oh, um, what, what did we end up doing last week before we get into our big bets that you should fade me? We did well. I did good. I was four and two. Um, you guys, Patrick Dumont, what were you? You guys did not do so well. I was you, one and five. You were both one <laughs> okay. and five. So uh, we were terrible. Uh, so let's dive into our NFL big bets. Brought to you by Sports Select. Sports Select has more sports leagues and for a limited time, better odds on over under and point spread. Build your ticket at SportsSelect.com. We're not doing the spread thing. I got you. Spread it on. All right, thank you. Spread it on. The spread. What a spread. Before they spread. Spread your legs. Spread your legs. Spread it around. Spread your wings. Man, we are just a well-oiled machine this morning. <laughs> we are as smooth as chunky peanut butter. Mm. All right, week yum, 13 yum, yum. of the National Football League season. Myself, Matty Rose, producer Patrick Dumont. The first game, uh, the Buffalo Bills traveling to Foxborough to play the Patriots. Buffalo minus three and a half point favorites. The total, 43 and a half, Matty. Right now, I'm taking the under here. It looks like it's going to be a chilly game, about minus three. A little bit of wind going on, 10 miles an hour. Plus, both these teams are dealing with some injuries across the the board, really. Okay. Yeah, I'm taking the under, 43 okay. and a half. Patty Dumont, what do you like? Oh, I'll give you the Bills to cover that three and a half. Uh, just a fun group. They need to get a division win if they want to be a division champ. So it uh, starts tonight. Uh, I've been so terrible uh, this season. I, I'm going to I'm gonna put my faith into a toonie. 
Oh, uh, a toonie. Heads, Bills, Ritzy. Tails, Patriots. Let's see what we got. Here. All right. What do we got? Uh, that's a head. Heads. What did I say? Head, Bills, Tails, Patriots. Bills minus Bills. three and a half. Let's Bills minus them. three and a half. There All right. Moving on. Titans at the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia minus five total, 44 and a half. You know what I love this week is some dogs. We got that dog in them. I'm going with the Titans plus some points here. Uh, like the Eagles, they've, they've played in games that are very close lately. And five and a half points just feels like uh, a lot there. So I'm going to take the points. Okay. Patty DeMond, what do you like? Both these teams love running the football. I'm going to go with the under here, 44 and a half, I think. Uh, I think you and I are going to have to sing uh, a song because uh, Matty Rose is starting to run away with this thing. So I got to flip a coin here. Uh, Titans or Eagles, I'm going to go tails for the Titans, heads for the Eagles. Heads. Heads. And the Eagles. Eagles. Go Birds. Uh, minus five. Let's go. Jets and Vikings. Minnesota minus three. Total 44 and a half. Give me those points. I'm all aboard the Mike White Express. Plus three. Okay. I, I I liked your enthusiasm for Mike White. I love me some Mike White. Patty DeMond, what do we got? Create a character Vikings name. Vikings at home. That offense is humming. That defense is coming around as well. Vikings are they're coming around here. Uh, I like the Vikings to cover that three and a half or that three points. Sorry. All right. Uh, Jets, tails, uh, Vikings, heads. What do we got there? Magical coin. Oh, oh no. It's on, on the, the ground. ground. Oh, it's no. still spinning. Uh, uh, hold on. Yeah. Okay. That's. You really needed to try and get that on the table, hey? Heads. Heads. Taking another home team. I'm taking the Minnesota. Oh, no, I'm taking, yeah, the Vikings. Yeah, right on. Taking the Vikings minus three. All right, Dolphins, Niners, San Francisco minus four. The total. It's a good game. 46 and a half. Finns, an underdog? Really? Tua, an underdog? I get it. Other team's pretty good in the 49ers. They got a solid defense. But I'm still taking the points. Loving the dogs this week. Like I said, give me Tua on the Finns. All right, Patty Duan, which way are you leaning? Still a lot of injuries there with San Francisco. Don't know how McCaffrey is going to be. They only managed to score like 13 points last week against the Saints. I think that defense is solid enough, but I'm going to roll the under here, under the 46 and a half. Okay, I am going to go tails Miami, heads 49ers. Oh, it's tails. I'll take the Dolphins getting the four points. Look at us. Uh, a green. Chiefs at the Bengals. Kansas City minus two and a half. The total, 52 and a half. Who day, Bengals plus two and a half. That's Let's all, go. Like, that is your... I don't even know why we go to you. You just know you're immediately taking the Bengals. Yeah, it doesn't matter who they play. All right, Patty DeMond, are you taking the Bengals? No, taking the Chiefs to cover that two and a half. (laughs) All right. All right, here we go. Uh, Tails, Chiefs, uh, heads, Bengals. What do we got, Magical Coin? I'm taking the Chiefs. I like that pick. Minus two and a half. All right, last one on the slate. Colts at Cowboys, Dallas, a big 11-point favorite. The total, 43 and a half. Really tempted to take the points here, but uh, because it worked out so well last week with uh, the Giants-Cowboys game and the Lions and whoever they played, both I took the points in both. Yeah. And uh, one on both. And you're winning the contest. But I'm going to take the over here. Okay, Uh, 43 and a half, two good teams. Both can put up some points. Okay, Colts-Cowboys, what do you got? Give me them, uh, give me them Cowboys to cover that ten and a half. How about them Cowboys? How about uh, them Cowboys? Tails, last one. Tails, uh, Colts, heads, Cowboys. All right, taking the boys. Cowboys minus eleven points. There you go. Minus eleven. That's so yeah. many points. Yeah, but ten the and a half. can't score. Yeah, ten and a half or eleven. It's ten and a half now. Oh, the thing is just moving as we talk about it on the air. We're probably no, the ones moving I, it the was lines. Ten, it was ten and a half at six thirty when I okay. said it. Sounds good. Okay, <laughs> ten. And, I'll take them at ten and a half. Much better than eleven. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the NFL Big Bets is brought to you by Sports Select. Sports Select has more sports leagues, and for a limited time, better odds on over/under and point spread. Build your ticket 
at sportselect.com. Bad news for Canada getting whipped right now by Morocco. 2 0 oh, Morocco boy. here in the 20. Did you see the first minute. goal? I'm glad I'm facing gross. this way. I saw the replay of the first goal. Oh that is God. not good soccer. They just want to get the hell home. Yeah, it looks like they want to get on that plane. Yeah, one foot on a plane right now. Yeah, get me back to the cold. Canada trailing Morocco right now 2 0 in the 26th minute, which, by the way, is an electric factory on our text line. Or on the podcast later on for people who listen on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, straight ahead, Eric Engels, senior columnist at Sportsnet, covering the Montreal Canadiens. We'll have a soccer report for you. Uh, we'll read your text messages, your super sweet chirps to Sean Monahan, nine sixty nine sixty name and location. And d- should we send out Alex for one more quick Brody on the beat? I think so. There's a little. Can bit we fit all of that in? People with a little bit more life out there right now. Let's give it a shot. All right, uh, let's do all of it. It's next. The big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet nine sixty, the fan. The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan, coming to you live from the Doug Lacey Basement Systems downtown studio. Uh, later on this hour, we're, we're going to try to do this. We're going to get in your super sweet Sean Monahan chirps, 960, 960, name and location. Uh, we're going to get our soccer report brought to you by Certainty in as well. And we'll try to sneak in one more Brody on the beat. See if we can get a couple more Christmas bangers Yeah, before we say goodbye. So busy here in the next uh, 20 minutes. Flames and Habs down at the Dome tonight. The Pastimeberg Telethon gets going at 4 p.m. Uh, joining us on the line now, though, to talk about those Montreal Canadiens and Sean Monaghan, senior columnist at Sportsnet, covering the Montreal Canadiens on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, Eric Engels. Eric, good morning. Thanks for this. How are you? My pleasure. How are you guys? We're good. Um, what grade would you give Sean Monaghan's season right now in Montreal? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that. Um Let's see, 14 points in 22 games. Recent streak of, I think it's eight points in the last nine. Uh, really good off the ice. It's hard not to give him an A. I mean, if it, if it wasn't for the salary, I think that's what it would be. We'll go with B+. Plus. Um, but it, it's trending towards A, considering what was expected when he came here from Montreal with a first-round pick. Uh, it's a really great story, and you know, covering it off early in training camp and just talking with him about what he was dealing with last year because it wasn't just a hip. You know, at one point, he's, it fractured three ribs and they were protruding and, and he couldn't even tie his skates to go on the ice for practice and was still trying to participate. I mean, that's kind of the legacy that Sean leaves. In Calgary, as a guy who was willing to do anything to play for the Flames, uh, it obviously didn't work out well over the last couple of years. When he came to Montreal, I had a number of people from within this market here in Calgary, say to me, you know, great guy, great leader. Um, don't think he can play anymore in this league. And so, yeah, I mean, B plus would be like almost harsh uh, considering what he's been able to do. I, I, maybe it really is an A. Well, Eric, obviously uh, the gamble was take on his salary, get that first round pick, and maybe potentially if he can regain some of the form he had on early in his career before he dealt with all these injuries, maybe the Habs can get something for him at the trade deadline. Is there a chance Montreal extends him instead of trading him away? It really depends what's on offer at trade deadline. Um, You know, I think with the way Sean's game has been trending and the way he's played so far this year and all the stuff that I just mentioned, the idea that they got a first-round pick to take him and could ship him out for another one is certainly not a crazy one. <laughs> and that's that was the intention from the start. Um, you know, I, I think if he can remain healthy and play to the level that he's played at already, he's proven to be a really effective middle six 
centerman, um, whether that's on the third line in, in more of a checking role or on the second line trying to produce offense, which hasn't really had a problem doing. I mean, there is some irony and I'm not comparing the two players. I think we all know that it was worth it for Calgary to get the salary off the books, move on considering the way the last couple of years had gone uh, and, and free up the money to offer a long-term extension or a long-term signing of Nazem Kadri, um, you know, knowing what he did and what he's proven to be as one of the best second line centers in the game uh, and coming off a Stanley cup win. That, that was a great move from Brad tree living at the same time. You know, he's got 15 points in his Flames debut and Monaghan has 14. And I think that's, there's some delicious irony in that, right? Like mm. you're trading a first round pick with this guy to Montreal. And so I think Kent Hughes looked at it as an opportunity to take a player that he wasn't under any illusions would get back to being a necessarily a 30 goal scorer coming off what he's coming off injury wise. Uh, but the hope was that he would play exactly as he is right now so that he would have that value to the franchise, what they're trying to build moving forward. And I think, you know, if things keep going in this direction, um, I don't know. It, it, it's hard to say that a 2023 first round pick would come back to the Canadians. I think those will be at a premium value considering what this draft is shaping up as and how many players might be available around the league with the parity that's there and really might be, a, you know, more of a buyer's market than a seller's market considering how many players might be available. But, I mean, it's early in the game, and that could evolve and change. And, and Sean can certainly bring his game to another level because he believes he can, and I wouldn't bet against a guy like that. How much hype has there been for Sean's return? Because you mentioned he was known as a great teammate here. I'm sure he's carried that on going into Montreal. So has the group kind of been excited for his return to play the Flames, the team that he spent the entire first half of his career with? Yeah, I don't know how much hype it's garnered in Montreal. I know it's certainly garnered a ton here in Calgary. And, you know, we had a couple of guys at Sportsnet, uh, Merrick Francis, who covered him for a very long time, wrote a great piece yesterday. And Sunny Factivas knows a bit about Calgary, uh, did moral history that he dropped on Sportsnet.ca. And I'll, I'll kind of take over at this tonight, you know, depending on what happens and if Sean is a big part of the storyline. Um, but within the room itself, you know how hockey teams work, you know how players are about each other. They're always rooting, especially for the guys who are counted out and doubted and, and the circumstances by which Sean came to Montreal. You know, he did come off a second hip surgery in the offseason and managed to start game one of the season. That's, that's a, an incredible feat, especially considering, you know, he didn't want to return too early after a year prior returning too early. Uh, you know, he and it didn't work out very well for him. Um, I think they have all circled this date on the calendar, um, and I'll want to see what happened with Kirby Dock in Chicago, happened mm -hmm. with Monaghan here in Calgary. A very different situation, obviously, because Kirby was 21 and given up on by the Blackhawks, um, you know, and, and there's some acrimony there. I think in Sean's case with Calgary, um, he certainly understood what the Flames had to do and he himself was ready for a, a fresh start somewhere else i mean he didn't request a trade or anything but the opportunity to you know get the last couple of years away from not off his resume but mm -hmm. you know to not have that constantly be lingering as, as as he tries to play his game and come back and feel free and healthy um, I think, you know, that benefited him. And he's having a great time in Montreal. His teammates love him. He's been a great leader off the ice for 
especially all the young guys, the perfect guy to kind of have with the transition of the Canadians. And I, I have no doubt that if his teammates could write the story to me, <laughs> it would be him scoring a couple goals uh, in dramatic fashion to deliver a win. So, so we know that he's been able to put up some points this year. He's got 14. When he was here in Calgary in his prime, he was known as the shooter. Johnny Gaudreau was the setup guy. Who have been his line mates? Has there been some chemistry with a couple players, or is Sean just making it work with anybody right now? He's making it work with anybody and everybody. I mean, he's played with a lot of different players since he's been in Montreal, and it's mostly it's less so because it's less because they haven't found like the right fit with him and more because they've needed him to fill in in different spots. I mean, at one point he was a winger with Suzuki and Caulfield. Uh, at another point, he was a winger slash center playing with Kirby doc to help alleviate some pressure on the faceoffs. And they showed great chemistry together at great underlying numbers, even if the puck wasn't going in as much as it should right now, he's playing with Josh Anderson and Yoel Arnia. Um, you can see Slavkovsky load into that line for a few shifts so it's it's uh he's he's kind of been a bit of a swiss army knife type player for them both in the defensive zone and the offensive zone i mean you guys know him. You, you know what kind of player this player is um uh, especially when he's healthy the last couple of years certainly betrayed the image that he built up in calgary over all those years but it's coming back and when i spoke to him on tuesday night after the, the canadians lost to the sharks you know, he was talking about how much better he can be. And that's um, that'll be really interesting if he's able to tap into that as we move forward here, especially since he's missed a couple practices the last week and he's probably dealing with a few bumps and bruises. I, I don't think it's anything serious. I asked him as much, but I don't know if he would tell me if it was. So hmm. the fact that he's able to play is, is a good sign, but we've seen him play through some pretty terrible things, so I don't know what to take from it. Uh, but I didn't see anything diminished in his skating on – on Tuesday, so hopefully he's he's feeling good. He he said it's just maintenance and rest, and he's earned it, you know, with the way he's played. Eric Engels, senior columnist at Sportsnet, covering the Montreal Canadiens, joining us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Uh, Eric, the name Josh Anderson has been thrown around a lot in this city that maybe that's a guy the Calgary Flames would be interested in acquiring. Do you think Josh Anderson's a Montreal Canadian past the trade deadline? Um, I mean, again, like that really depends on what, what comes the Canadians way in terms of offers. Like, I don't think they were looking to move him at all last year, knowing that with his speed and his size, um, and his abilities, uh, and the, the type of unique makeup that he has, that he fits in very well with the way they want to play moving forward and who they want to be. Um, but if somebody wants to come in and blow them out of the water with an offer, I, I don't know if they'll necessarily say no to that. You know, he's got a long-term contract. Um, it's a tough question to answer. Like, it, it really just depends on what the market dictates. I, I would be surprised if he gets traded. Um, you know, he's got to be able to be a more consistent, productive player for anybody that blow the Canadians out of the water to pick him up. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what develops. You know, we're a long ways away from the trade deadline. And a lot can happen between now and then. So we'll see. The uh, the Canadians have two young studs that have formed quite a tandem in Cole Caulfield and Nick Suzuki. They've combined to score 24 of the Canadians, 62 goals this season, third highest percentage of goals scored by a teammate duo this season behind the, the group in Edmonton and Svechnikov and Natchez in Carolina. Have they been, how much better have they been 
from the end of last year since Marty St. Louis took over? Uh, I mean, it's, you could, you, it, I think the, the way you ask the question is like you put in a, an automatic link between St. Louis taking over and those two guys taking off. Um, but you look at the ages and the abilities and there's just a natural progression that's kind of happening with both players. They've become more complete with experience um, and, the, you know, with superstar qualities get better and better by the day. And obviously with Caulfield, you know, I think you could certainly make a very close link with Sam Louis coming in and the shackles coming off with Ducharme going away. And But with Suzuki, you know, I, I think you could have seen this coming all the way through. And it, it, to an extent, Caulfield as well, just because we, this kid was an explosive goal scorer everywhere he went before he came to Montreal. And, you know, it was just a matter of time before he potted a couple and it was going to take off from there. But I think the, the biggest factor in, you mentioned them as a duo. The biggest factor in their success is they play with each other and, and they are so compatible as line mates. And you, know, you guys saw it for a long time with Monaghan and Goudreau uh, and they built something special together, both on and off the ice. And it's, it, it's not, you can't deny how important a factor it is when two players get along as well as they do off the ice and become as close as they do off the ice. And so I think you, what you're seeing with those two guys is, is, the formation of a really unique and special duo um, in the NHL. And they're going to be entertaining an appointment television and appointment viewing for years to come. So it's um, in a year where it was expected the Canadians would lose a lot more than they'd win. And so far that hasn't been the case, but it could be trending that way as we move forward and the games get tighter and harder to play. Um, you know, they're absolutely the number one reason to tune into the Montreal Canadiens and they deliver, they deliver. And the, uh, I don't think it's too early to call them superstars. I think that's what they are. Um, watching them every day at practice, watching them every day on the ice, um, they have those qualities about them both on and off, and uh, it's it's incredible to watch. Uh, real quick, too, Eric, for all the 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 roller coaster that was as Mark Bergevin as the general manager of the Montreal Canadiens, what an incredible gift the Nick Suzuki for Max Pacioretty trade has been. Yeah, it looked good the day it was made and then looked better every day since, right? Like, you know, first of all, if you go back to that trade, which was made at the Canadian Golf Tournament um, in 2018, I think. I don't know, all the years blend together when you're doing this job for as long as I have. Um, you know, like they, the Canadians were in a terrible spot despite Patrick's track record of being a, you know, a really impressive goal scorer. Um, she had a, you know, he was on the block for a very long time and requested a trade and you're rarely in the driver's seat in those situations when you have to move a player. And, you know, I think Mark Bergevin pulled off an incredible deal and, and one that I don't even think he realized how good it was the day it was made. You know, like I think he said then that Suzuki was the key piece. Um, he couldn't have possibly, you know, Tatar was a good player certainly in Detroit, not one in Vegas, uh, as he came to Montreal at a very short stint, uh, had two, two and a half incredible years in Montreal, um, where he almost outproduced Pacioretty himself. And even if Suzuki was named the key piece of the trade, they, they did not imagine then that he would be as good as he has become. So, yeah, I mean, that's a great trade, throwing the, the pick that became Matthias Norlander. I, I don't know what becomes of him. He's still a young player. 
Uh, he had some incredible skill and flash in Sweden, and we'll see if he ever makes his way to the NHL. It doesn't look like it's trending that way. But still, uh, you know, they saved the day it was made under the circumstances where they were forced to kind of make it. And, you know, that's where and our friend Elliot Friedman always likes to say, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you're in those positions, you're, you're your colleagues throw you uh, anvils instead of life preservers. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know if it's the best trade Mark Bergevin has ever made, mm. but it's up there. It's, it's top three. It absolutely is. Eric Engel, senior columnist at Sportsnet, covering the Montreal Canadiens. Eric, great stuff. Enjoy the game tonight. My pleasure, guys. Fun to be with you. And Eric Engels was on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Dine in, pick up, or have your game day special delivered. Find out why Atlas Pizza is a 14-time Consumer Choice Award winner. 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast or call 403-248-3344. All right, we got so much to do here in the next Rapid fire. five Let's and go. a half minutes. All right, got? Canada losing to Morocco 2-1 right now. They're in first half stoppage time. An own goal by Morocco has cut their lead. The 2-1 Tejan Buchanan shot, but it was credited as an own goal, which kind of sucks, but that's fine. Canada trailing Morocco 2-1 uh, at the World Cup right now in their final match in Qatar. Uh, we ready to, to talk to Alex uh, Brody on the beat right now live. We squeeze in one more question here, potentially, maybe, to a listener. Alex, do you got us? Hello, George. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, I can hear you, Alex. <laughs> Thanks for jumping on. Hello. Um, are Hello. you? Or do you have somebody lined up here to, 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 for them to oh, say it live had, on the radio? I had somebody, but I lost them, so I'm going to go up right now and okay. ask these two folks right here. Okay. Two uh, folks. T- hey tell guys, them we're, they're live on the radio. Good. My name's Alex. I'm a host of the morning show on Sports at 960. Yep. I'm just asking people what their favorite Christmas songs Tell are. Do you guys have favorite Christmas songs? I think they're annoying and freaking mouth, but um, I gotta say all I want for Christmas okay. is classic. Mm. That's, that's the only one that doesn't like, get my nerves. It doesn't bother me if they don't play them until like December 15th, but if they start playing them in November, I'm like, hey, well, well, yeah. yeah, no worries. All right. Awesome. Thanks so much for your feedback. Take care, guys. Okay. So uh, they're all annoying except for All I Want for Christmas. Yeah, and I, I guess she just thinks they start playing Christmas music too early. All right. And uh, next time, uh, Alex, when we do this again, uh, make sure you get, say we're get live. their name <laughs> and we're live. I know yeah, you're getting caught up and good. you want to get audio, and I appreciate that. But I think we'll do it next week live again. What do you think? You know what? I think this has been a pretty good, pretty good run for the first go. So let's do it again. I think it's the best segment in Canadian radio history. You know what? It just <laughs> might be, boys. Just, just all right. Might be. All right. Come back in. It's freezing out there. Okay. All right. I'll see you guys soon. I love the uh, the pauses. The um, I want to say college sound of Brody on the beat. I love it. I think it's great. Yeah. Thraw. It's yeah. good. Uh, that that one, whoever her name was, thanks for jumping on. Uh, I think it's all annoying, but then she did revert back to the, the goat of all Christmas songs. All I want for Christmas is you. It's a good one. It's a banger. Played um, a little earlier. We, we've been taking your text messages all morning. Uh, Maddie, what do you got for us here? Or I, I got some two here. Um, your super sweet Sean Monahan chirps because he's not going to get booed tonight. He was a very good Calgary flame. A lot of people still have a soft spot for Sean Monahan. Uh, do you have some for us right here? Yeah, like there's been some really good ones like this one. Hey, Sean, your hips are like an old trustworthy golden retriever. 
that from Mill Bay and I BC. Don't know if that's super nice. Uh, but now they are. Like, they're uh, pretty reliable at this point, right? Uh, Stu in Calgary, uh, Monty, you're more croissant and sugar pie than meat and potatoes. Oh, Au revoir. Now that is sweet. That's nice. Please attach your name and location. Sean, your farts smell like CK1. <laughs> I think that's really nice. Calvin Klein, really? Yeah. That's a nice brand, too. Uh, no cheaping out there. This is from Wayne in Woodbine. Uh, hey, Sean, nice hair. No, really, nice hair. What kind of shampoo and <laughs> conditioner do you use? On that Palomalu style? Yeah. Maybe. Who uh, knows? Andrew. Uh, hey, Sean, you're not boring. I think that's really nice. That's kind. I like this one. Uh, it's more of like a like a, a joke chirp. Uh, Sean Monahan actually apologized to all of his surgeons for making them get their instruments messy and dull. Rumor is he went halfsies with them on buying some new ones. See? Again, he is he's such a nice guy. Uh, and we'll see him tonight. Flames and Habs tonight. Down at the Dome, we'll have uh, all the re- reaction, uh, analysis. Well, not really analysis, but we'll tell you what we thought of the game because what's what we do here yeah, uh, oh, yeah, after Flames game day. Dialed in. Uh, we, we got one more thing left to do here. Thanks for all your text messages, 960-960. Apologies to the one we couldn't get to. It is indeed frightful outside, though, because it is a little chilly, and Alex was out there, Brody, on the beat. So um, it's, it's cold. Yeah, it is cold, definitely. It indeed, it's cold. Do you have the Pat Steinberg? I was just waiting for it. The woof. Okay. Weather, woof. The weather outside is indeed frightful. You know what is frightful right now? Canada down 3-1 uh, to Morocco. Seamless. Or 2-1. Yeah, it's just 2-1. It's 2-1, sorry. 2-1 at the World Cup. Uh, what do you got for woof. us for a soccer update here? Yeah, and that soccer report is brought to you by Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling system. Certainty pro all the way. So Canada, they're finishing up their uh, journey in Qatar. They have reached the half there against uh, Morocco. Morocco got two goals early thanks to a Milan Borean gaff. Giving Whoa. it right to Ashra. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Giving it right to Ashra. Uh, Just skip it. Yeah, well, what, you know what? <laughs> Nobody yeah, cares you know who scored from Morocco. Canada, they're Daddy. out right now. Belgium and Croatia, they're uh, nil-nil. Woof. Uh, <laughs> Group E, they start up at noon. Spain, they take on Japan. They need a win to move on. Woof. Costa Rica really takes wolf. on Germany. Wolf. Costa Rica needs a win to take uh, to move on. Germany, they need a win and some help. Japan needs to beat Japan. Otherwise, Germany can Wait, be going Wait, Japan home. needs to beat Japan? Sorry, Japan needs to beat Spain. Okay. Wolf. And Germany needs to beat Costa Rica for Germany to move on. Wolf. Well, hold on. Don't wolf his read. He's got it. The sponsor's got to skip. Go ahead. And the, the soccer read. report is brought to you by Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty pro all the way. The weather outside is indeed frightful. Okay. As was that uh, report. Great job. Oh. Uh, great job, Patty Dumont. Flames and halves tonight. Enjoy it. The the Pat Steinberg telephone gets going at 4 p.m. Thanks for all your text messages. Uh, thanks to everybody who talked to Alex out on the street. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Oh, boy. I think I ate too much. Calgary traffic update. We do have a crash in the southeast. Deerfoot Trail southbound approaching Blackfoot 17th Avenue. Two right lanes are blocked as the merge crews are now on scene. This affects the merge from Memorial Drive to southbound Deerfoot Trail and from Deerfoot southbound to Blackfoot 17th Avenue. Merge crews again on scene. Expect delays here. Southbound Deerfoot was already very slow moving and it's feeling the pinch all the way back up to Country Hills Boulevard. In the City News 660 Traffic Center, I'm Tanya Blakeney. The new Popeye's Black and Deluxe Chicken Sandwich is here. It's breading-free and deliciously flavorful thanks to Popeye's unique blackened seasoning featuring red pepper, black pepper, onion, garlic, and more. Rogers Business is proud to demonstrate their commitment to Canadian small business owners across the country. 
our friends at Rogers Business are shining a spotlight on small businesses like local barbers, bakeries, auto shops, retailers, and more. Check out the Small Business Spotlight series at the Rogers Business blog. You'll learn about businesses who care deeply about their customers and neighborhood from coast to coast across Canada. Small businesses mean so much for our communities and deserve to be celebrated. Rogers Business is providing small business in Canada the tools they need to grow and succeed. Now through December 15th, small businesses can enter the spotlight. Your business contest, your small business could win one of 1,000 prizes worth $2,500 in advertising. To enter for a chance to win and full contest rules, visit rogers.com slash spotlight contest. Catch him if you can. What a move, what a shot, and what a goal by Dylan Dubé. His second of the game ties it at two. Dylan Dubé flies on the ice and on your radio. Only on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Alpine Credits Flames Hockey on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Brought to you by Eastside Dodge and Express Pro. Want to be certain your reno goes right? Start with pro materials with Certainty Drywall. In fire resistant, water resistant, super durable, or soundproof. And top quality insulation. Ceiling systems, premium shingles, and siding. Do it right with professional grade building materials from Certainty. Pro all the way. Banking packages from Scotiabank have unique rewards for unique people like you. Whether it's a backpacking honeymoon or a new home with a yoga studio, we want to help you do what you love and get rewards you'll love. Visit scotiabank.com slash ultimate 350. Conditions apply. Scotiabank, you're richer than you think. Shop the PC Insider's Report Holiday Edition at Real Canadian Superstore today. From super quick appies like fluffy PC bacon and onion focaccia to desserts like PC Nanaimo Bar New York style cheesecake. Grab your PC festive favorites at Real Canadian Superstore. Ready for something new and incredibly tasty from Popeyes? The Black and Deluxe Chicken Sandwich is here, but only for a limited time. What makes this sandwich so deliciously different? It's breading free and oh so flavorful. The Popeyes Blackened Seasoning features red pepper, black pepper, cumin, onion, garlic, and more. The result? A sandwich that feels lighter, but still packs all the flavor you'd expect from Popeyes. Don't miss out on the new Black and Deluxe Chicken Sandwich. Get into Popeyes today. Has your organization struggled to implement your business cloud solution? Let the IT professionals at Calypso execute your IT solutions and cloud migration project for you. Calypso is experienced in modern workplace, managed cloud, digital transformation services, managed cybersecurity, and more. From Office 365 to full cloud migration in Azure or AWS, Calypso IT Solutions is there for Calgary businesses. Calitso, C-A-L-I-T-S-O dot com. Discover hockey in a fantastical new way. Sportsnet presents Hockeyland, an adventure game in Minecraft. Download it at sportsnet.ca slash Hockeyland. This is CFAC, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Broadcasting from the Basement System Studio in downtown Calgary. A Rogers Sports and Media Radio Station. Brought to you by Doug Lacey's Basement Systems. The local experts for basement waterproofing, sump pumps, crawl spaces, foundation repair, and radon mitigation. For all things basement-y, visit DL